Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday and welcome again to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple with you here every Friday. I'm back in Lincoln, by the way, Sip. I was in Florida trying to make it work last week and somebody did nail me. I had a high noon in my hand. Um, leaving the pool. I'm drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper today, Sip, but... What did they get? What What, what are you talking about? Oh, here? in the comments. I, I had a pineapple high noon during our show last Friday. I didn't even notice that. Um, I was on vacation, but... We, I don't even know what a pineapple high noon is. It's a vodka seltzer. Oh, hello. That's I kind of lose my South Omaha card with that, but... Um, yeah, you it, just did. You, <laughs> yeah, South Omaha is shaking their collective head right now. <laughs> but here we are, uh, another busy Friday, and I'm working. I told my wife it's a full day in the duck blind today. I mean, I'm, I left the house in the morning. Uh, we had camps 9 to 2, and then they're back at it again tonight, and we're taping this show in the middle. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a full day at Nebraska today. It's the final camp weekend, and it's been an interesting camp week uh, because they had a fullback camp. They had a postgraduate camp. Postgraduate means anybody that's out of college or, excuse me, out of high school, um, you know, just players that might have eligibility left remaining um, that they could still play uh, college football. And then to, on Friday, they had another uh, regular camp, then a Friday Night Lights camp. So very, very busy uh, schedule of camps at Nebraska over the last few days. Yeah, and I think, I mean, when they look, talk about the fullback camp and a postgraduate camp, if that's – if those are sort of designed to just do all you can to find talent to all, all you can to, if, if it just means one player, um, then it's meaningful. I mean, I, I think Nebraska's in that situation now where you got to come on. Now I, I know what people are going to say here, but you always have to un, un what's, what's the same turnover, every rock. You always have to do that. Right. But it's even more important for Nebraska right now. And I'll tell you what, you've mentioned it. I saw it in your 3-2-1 column. There is serious evaluation going on at these camps. I mean, it is well, – they're they, looking for talent. And the coaches They're are, using them. It's not like a – it's not like a – A cash grab. It's not a cash grab, and it's not public relations. It's a little bit of that. I mean, you're, not all these kids that come into these camps are realistically going to play for Nebraska – most of them, it's very unrealistic. But, and Rule was, but they are trying to find guys. And Rule was true to his word all the way on this. He said, "You're going to come to our camps, and you're going to get caught. You're going to get coached and taught by us, not a bunch of other people. You know, behind the scenes coaches, the main coaches. And you see Marcus Satterfield repping the quarterback. You do Matt Rule, time and forties. Matt Rule in the trenches at the camps. Yep, um, on the front lines, and, and and they've done a really good job." I think of getting guys here. I mean, we, we saw more offers made at a Nebraska camp last weekend than I've ever seen before. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, there it, was 10 plus 10 plus yeah. in a weekend. And you would be lucky in some previous years to get maybe a couple for the whole summer mm -hmm. out of a camp. 
mainly because the good players don't need to camp. They're getting younger players here, even younger mm-hmm. players that they've offered to camp. So mm-hmm. um, I do think they've added a lot of value, and that was what Matt Rule wanted to do. He really wanted to send a message um, what these year one camps are going to be like for the future. And he also wants to get an eyeball look at every single in-state kid, you know, so they don't, so they're not behind. And, you know, there's been situations this year being a new staff, you know, like Eric Ingwerson chose to go to Pittsburgh. Eric Ingwerson. Uh, over, over Nebraska. Well, Nebraska had only been here for a couple of months and Pitt offered him in early March. And, you know, they, you know, he chose to go to Pitt and th- that's fine. Um, because Pitt did a great job and wanting him, but you know, now that shouldn't be the case anymore. I think now with a full cycle, a full summer, you're not going to miss on not seeing a guy live in person to get the chance to work them out. Right. I mean, like they, they had, I, I think you were there, you were there this morning. They work out Jermaine green of Bellevue West. Yeah. See, that's the kind of kid they can get in on quick now, get him to camp. And it's not just a, it's serious. I mean, it's serious time where they're going to, they're going to give him a big look. You know, and he's a guy they might be interested in. He's he's a class of twenty twenty six kid, and you just get eyeball like Calvin Jansen's an O lineman at Gretna. He's a twenty twenty five guy. Okay, probably their best prospect in all the Gretna school system right now. Okay, I mean, when you talk about the kids coming up in Gretna, he was there today. Got you know you get to see younger players, and and that's what you want. You don't want to just you know guess because if you can get somebody live for two hours, three hours. For workouts that is the best evaluation you're going to get you learn a lot you learn a lot because they're going through drills there's some drills that go better than others you see how the kid can react you see how the kid reacts you see if he's jumping up in line you see how he's interacting with the other kids and i know oh, by the way they're running 40s you know they're timing 40s matt rule will will call a kid over and then time him in the 40. i mean that's sort of that's like i when i was watching it my thought was there's a little pressure on that kid. There's a little pressure now. And he's got, I mean, he's got that sucker out. He's, right. I mean, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a, you know, that, think about if you're a kid, that's a former coach of the Carolina Panthers last year yeah. who coached Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He's, asking, he's, he's timing your 40 yard dash. Yeah, he's asking Jackson Carpenter to come over and talk to, he talks to him a little bit and go run a 40 for me. Man. Okay. That's a that's a big day for Jackson Carpenter. All right, headline number. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. To let's talk quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Particularly 2025. Um, 2024, we know set. Daniel Kalen's at the Elite 11 right now, uh, representing Nebraska very well. I know everybody in this program is very excited. And I, and I think I, this is the best take I've heard or I read on our board this week about Daniel Kalen. You know, yeah, Dylan Riola was your top choice, but. How many teams can say they pivoted that quickly to get an Elite 11 yeah. as kind of their next guy? Yeah. And Daniel Kalen's doing a fine job at the Elite 11 in Southern California this week. Yeah, and the Elite 11, the, the, the fellow who runs it by the name of... Brian Stump. ...was on with us a couple weeks ago. And Stump identified Kalen, and they, they don't take anybody. They study a lot of film. They studied they studied Kalen's season last season. Last season and he said he's one of the best pocket passers in America. I mean, now Kalen, 
Kalen can, he has a little bit of athleticism. He can get out of there and throw it on the run. But I, I, I just say that because I know some people will be, get kind of scared when I say pocket passer. No, he's got a little athleticism. He's got enough athleticism. So, yeah, Kalen probably competing at the Elite 11 as we speak, Sean. Kyle Final speak. day. Yeah. And, you know, he it was, was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He was 15 of 20 in like one of the main drills on um, day two. Now, Thursday. day three, Friday, here's the final day. You know, there's 20 quarterbacks there in the finals, <clears throat> and then 11 make the ultimate and elite 11. So there's, tw- you know, there's going to be 20. It's almost like being on the television show, The Bachelor. You're trying to get a rose at this point. Oh, okay. Good. That's a good analogy. You want to, you want to get, a, you want to get a rose and get called <laughs> up to the stage. <laughs> oh, you have more familiar. Familiar. I don't watch. I've not watched. I don't watch that show. Uh, Sean, you just revealed yourself as a viewer, so that's that's the deal. Okay, um, <laughs> with your pineapples, whatever that was. What was that again? Pineapple? What? High noon. A uh, high noon. You take that to the duck blind, by the way. No. You tell your wife I'm going out to the duck blind with a high noon. High noon pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the duck blind, honey. I got some high noon. <laughs> I told her I left the house that it's going to be a full day in the duck blind. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's um, continue on that comp t- conversation of quarterbacks. 2025, though, that, that's that been the story this week. Um, three different quarterbacks with 2025 offers from Nebraska camped in Lincoln. And that just doesn't happen that often. I'll just put it that way. It started with Stone Saunders out of Harrisburg, PA, um, four-star uh, mobile kind of guy that can throw on the run. You know, emerges an earlier target for Nebraska. And then Alex Mansky out of Algona, Iowa, which is about 250 miles from Lincoln. Um, teammates, by the way, with Jack Limbaugh, who also has a Nebraska <laughs> offer, son of former Husker volleyball player Amber Lynn, or Holmquist. And Jack Limbaugh's father was a Husker walk on football player. So they offered him. He was there. And then a third quarterback with a Husker offer was here Friday. And I watched him work out Garrett Odom the son of former um, Missouri. Missouri head football coach, Arkansas defensive coordinator, Barry Odom. Uh, so uh, you had Garrett Odom here working out at Nebraska. Uh, he's at Faith Lutheran now in Las Vegas. He moved um, from Arkansas. Nebraska offered him last December. Um, not the biggest of quarterbacks um, when, when I watched him. Six foot, 170, but has a, has a live arm, does a lot of great things. He's, Six foot. He's 2025, too. He's a younger guy. Six foot 170. Got a little guy. But you had a trio of 2025 QBs um, that came over to Nebraska. And I want to, Alex Mansky's the one I, I really think that has emerged. I mean, that, that's the name that I think everybody, after seeing him, and I was told, if I'm not mistaken, he, pay, he played baseball and then he came and did the camp. So Ooh, that's interesting. I'll tell you why that's interesting. Mansky, now I've, Full disclosure, I've watched film of Mansky and Stone Saunders. I have not watched film of Barry Odin's son. Mansky, it's interesting you said he plays baseball because he he has that ability as a football player to throw the football with kind of baseball arm angles. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he looks – I said this on our show earlier this week. Sometimes he'll he'll look like a, look like a second baseman turning two. You know, he'll drop his arm. He'll drop his arm angle down. You know what I'm saying? You played baseball. Some, to some I wasn't degree. very good at baseball, but I, but I tried he, to you play. know what I'm saying? He, he can drop his arm angle if he has to. He can throw across his body. He can move. He can 
he can position himself in traffic and get the ball off somehow when you don't think he can. So I got to tell you, Sean, the Mansky film stood out to me a little bit more. Stone Saunders is definitely good. He looks a little bit less apt to be able to improvise, though. He's really good. Now, I'll tell you what, and we talked about this earlier, too. Stone Saunders throws to a number six, who's an Alabama commit a receiver. He has that. He you know, When things kind of break down, he can just go to number six. Mansky doesn't. I don't think Mansky has a receiver like that. Anyway. Those are th- those two though are big time quarterbacks. Yeah, and Mansky is a good baseball player. I, mean, I, I just I, pulled I, I up the Algona uh, baseball Twitter handle and I bet he is games with eight strikeouts, hitting two three RBIs. So oh, it's my understanding he played in a baseball game and then did the Nebraska camp and still performed at that level. Mm-hmm. Now Mansky will be back in Lincoln on Saturday, and and this oh, is boy, really. shaping up to be a battle between Iowa, Nebraska, and who and whoever else, you know, and, and I think Algona is closer to aim. So mm-hmm. it's definitely more of an Iowa State community. If mm-hmm. you were gonna like kind of divide up Iowa and, and talk about what the fan base is like there. But I this one intrigues me and the fact that Iowa came in and Iowa can say, look, we wanted to have them in camp. We had them in camp. We offered. So I'm not going to get that way like, oh, they followed their offer. I don't I mean I, I think that that's silly to. Do I don't that, even do that. That's what that's happened with Ingerson. Ingerson was, you know, they were kind of offended that Nebraska didn't offer before Pitt, mm-hmm. and then you know that early Pitt offer kind of led him wanting to go to Pitt over the way they recruited him. Okay, and I, I just I think recruiting is such a process you can't get too worked up over things like that. But I do like where Nebraska sits with Alex Mansky right now. I, I think really um, getting him here again is a great great start to targeting him and. I think oh, he could be, be exciting. Four, I think he could be a four-star quarterback. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, he's a three-star right now, unranked by on three. But I would just invite people, if you know, if you have time this weekend, just call up the huddle film and and you'll see what I see. It, it, it's well, I'll tell you this: look at the first pass he throws. He completes about a sixty-yard touch touchdown pass right out of the gate. It gets your attention, and I'll tell you it. And, and the kind of the theme of his film is he throws a really good deep ball. He throws the ball downfield very well. It, that's it, it seems like that's the message he's trying to send. He throws it downfield. It's he's intriguing to watch. And His athleticism is really intriguing. Well, the Notre Dames of the world where some of those teams oh, yeah, begin to recruit in Miami. He's in Miami and Florida and Notre Dame and Oklahoma, Missouri. Those are all their teams that have shown him interest. Um, but Nebraska kind of has a jump. Pittsburgh offered him early, early. He had never visited campus, though. Wisconsin's previous staff offered him. He doesn't have a uh, a re-up offer from the new staff yet. So right now it's Nebraska and Iowa, but I'm sure that's going to grow um, pretty oh, here quickly. You go, here, here you go. go. Here's here you a go. good look at it, Sip. Yeah, this might be that first. Th- that's, there's that first throw I was talking about. He, the kid's not even on the fi- the, on the screen. He completes it. Do you see that? <laughs> it's like Michael, he threw that under a duress too, by the way. It's like Michael Bishop's arm. Yeah, he's yeah he's interesting. He's an interesting player to me. You see all this. A lot of these. A lot of these throws are downfield. But now watch, see that one? That's what I mean. That throw right there is what I mean by he can he can maneuver and throw it at a different arm angle than than what he would want to probably in a nice clean pocket. Well, and if you're Nebraska and you're recruiting against Iowa, I think one thing you can say is like, look, you know, we just got here. Um, we're not going anywhere. We don't plan to go anywhere. We're Iowa, their their situation there, as we know, yeah. there's questions about yeah. the long term of their program, like yeah. with a new athletic director coming in. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, Brian Ferentz has got a deal on his contract. But I, I like I think Iowa's going to win the West this year. I'm on record saying that. Well, that'll be the last year of the West, though. So and now here's the deal. I, I was struck by something Garrett McGuire said the other when we were in Texas. He, he was talking about what he tells kids. And he said one of the things he tells kids is, look, you're going to be come to Nebraska where you're going to be coached by someone who's going to be there for a long, long time. I was like, wow, okay. I'm glad you're I'm glad he's thinking that way. I'm glad I'm glad Matt Rule's thinking that way. We had talks. We had, we talked to Matt Rule in Texas and he he said there's some people are already questioned you know, how long you going to be there. You know, how long you going to be in Nebraska. Which is why I think that contract was built the way it was built. 100%. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. You're right. And that conversation does come up, but also you you were downtown here at the embassy suites when we heard Matt rule speak and he said he doesn't, he wants this to be his last stop because he has those daughters that are the daughters in grade school, grade school. I mean, he has daughters. They're about my daughters, your daughter's age. Right. So he, he, it was uh, that cat that hit me too. When he said that he's, he was very clear, like, no, this is my last stop. This has to be it. It is really tough when you have school age kids, Mm -hmm. you got to move. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just don't, I mean, there are coaches on previous staffs that have been fired that, you know, are still in Lincoln because they they want their kids to stay in school and have the same group of friends. I mean, that, that's very very tough to to move around as a coach. He said that at the embassy suites, and I know I know people are, get very jaded and cynical, and they're probably saying, "Simple coaches say that all the time." No, I I mean I get it. I, I've been doing this for thirty years. Yeah, they do say it, and I'm cynical as they come. But when he said it, it seemed very genuine to me. And he said it to Sean. How many people were there? Probably seven hundred people. Seven hundred people at Embassy. Oh yeah. He said it to seven hundred people, and I just don't think you say it that that definitively to that many people if you don't really believe it. I think rules here for the long haul. It could even be a case where if he doesn't work, he just stays here. I mean, why why would Rule have to work again? He'll have you know he'll have seventy million, eighty million in the bank, right? I mean, wouldn't have to work again. All right, we got one more update. (laughs) Um, on Elite 11 real fast here. We're talking quarterbacks, but Chad Simmons uh, from On3 has an update on Daniel Kalen that he just tweeted uh, that Daniel Kalen is now winning the accuracy contest at the Elite 11 uh, with 56 after these last two deep throws. And Chad's got a video. I think we're going to try to queue it up here um, of, of Daniel Kalen. So uh, a strong showing by Daniel Kalen as we kind of wrap up this quarterback discussion live updates here in the show uh from Chad Simmons of on three that won't get people going at all will it <laughs> that's great news I that's good to see him go out there in that environment and perform and here we go Megan's got it pulled up here so here's Daniel Kalen yeah. um yeah he's big he's big I like his size yeah there you go Sean but yeah, you're getting, you're getting a good look. Yeah. We've got, and on three's got a lot of boots on the ground right now covering this event right now. Chad Simmons, Charles Power. Are we are looking live? Is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh, these are just posting on Twitter seconds okay. ago. So uh, he nailed the target twice there, leading the accuracy contest right now at the Elite 11. So Daniel Caitlin has a chance to crack that Elite 11, which, um, yeah, I, Nebraska's had, you know, Josh Freeman and, Blaine Gabbert, they never ended up coming here. I mean, they to have a guy actually make the true Elite Eleven, that'd be that'd be quite a coup. Patrick O'Brien. Um, oh, did he make the eleven though? Oh, the final eleven. Yeah, 
No, I'm not. I'm, so. ta- I'm not talking about the 20 or 25. Oh. I'm talking about the 11. No, didn't make the 11. So that, that's that's a huge difference mm-hmm. when you can make the 11 and whatnot. But let's move it on. Headline number three. You know, something else that's jumped out about these camps has been just the number of coaches that have come back oh, around man. the program to work. Um, we've seen a number of guys. I mean, Ryan Held, staff at UNK, has been here. Jeff Jamrog, former Husker player. Um, and also coach now he's in Midland, Midland. Uh, but man, a big one today, Sip on Friday, former Husker player, defensive coordinator. Now the Wyoming head coach, Craig bowl was back in Lincoln with his entire staff working the Matt rule football camp inside Memorial stadium. And you just think about where we've been since 2002 and a lot has happened. Um, but you know, Craig bowl has never really been back in a capacity where he's been, you know, welcomed in as a guest like that to work around Nebraska, where he played and coached before. Um, he coached against Mike Riley, as you know, when Josh Allen was his quarterback in Lincoln. Um, That's right. So he was back for that. Frank Soldier's former defensive coordinator, and you know, it was kind of cool. He addressed the campers, introduced his coaches. He said, "And go Huskers, and go Pokes." He gave a go Huskers, and I'm sure for Craig Bull, it was not. I mean, just to feel welcome back at Nebraska, because obviously. A lot of time has passed, but he's a national champion head coach from North Dakota State. Yeah, he. I mean, it, when he left here, well, he got fired. I mean, let's face it, he got fired in 2002. Um, he discovered something interesting in his career, and that, and that was he fit better as a as a head coach um, than as a defensive coordinator. He was so, you know, as a defensive coordinator, he used to tell me all the time, he was so ingrained and so preoccupied with scheme, um, with, you know, matching personnel, all the granular details that a defensive coordinator has to understand and master that he would literally, he'd catch himself doing it. He'd walk by guys in the hall, not even say hi players. And he didn't like that about himself, but then he became a head coach. He didn't have, you know, it wasn't so granular. It was more of a big picture thing and it fit him better. And look what he did. He won national, multiple national championships at North Dakota State, parlayed it into a head coaching job at Wyoming, and has done well there. Yeah, he's done a good job. His son, Aaron Bull, on that staff, former Lincoln East uh, football player, he's a position coach. Um, Tim Polisek Pul- uh, is the offensive coordinator, and he mm-hmm. was at Iowa, mm-hmm. and, and he's the OC for Bull. And right Mike now. Grant is there. And Mike Grant, former Husker quarterback. So a lot of familiar names working this camp today with Craig Bull and Lincoln, but it just, in, you know, what, what's funny, I was talking to some people over there from the new Nebraska step. Nobody there really has any idea. Like they, they don't like, know Craig Bull. They didn't know Craig Bull played in Nebraska, coached at Nebraska. They just do him as the coach of Wyoming. So it just kind of tells you like, we're kind of in our own little bubble here uh-huh. and everyone else on this new stuff. He's just a football coach at Wyoming. We work, we have him working the camps with us. Right yeah. Now. But yeah, he was, I mean, around here, he's still a pretty big name. You know, Link, like you said, Lincoln East guy. He was Josh Allen's college coach. I mean, that's a pretty prominent thing to say to people right yeah. now. He's, you know, he's at Wyoming, so it's an outpost. You know, it's an outpost in Laramie. So he gets a little – he's under the radar a little bit. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a, as big a deal as Frank Solich's return. <laughs> this was under the radar, and that's probably the way Craig Bull prefers it. Yeah, I kind of – I walked in behind him just walking into Memorial Stadium. So it's kind of be – I mean, I know he's coached the one game here, mm-hmm. uh, but it had to be a little surreal just to kind of be walking in that stadium. I wonder. There. I wonder if it is. I don't know. I don't know how that would be. I mean – a lot of time has passed. Yeah. You know, so 
who knows how he feels. It's hard to tell. But he's a good football coach, great person, and mm -hmm. glad to see Craig Bowl was back, um, along with a number of other great coaches you know, that we've known to work these camps. And I, I think that's big to, have, you know, I saw UTEP was at camps this week, Rice. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they've done a very good job of getting different coaches here for camps. Um, <clears throat> headline number four, let's okay. move on. Visit weekend for Nebraska. Um, this is, you know, they have one more big one next weekend, but this weekend, number of official oh, visitors boy. will be in. Oh boy. Um, start with Michael Burke. Yeah. Omaha Creighton prep tight end. Um, Burt family, very well known around the city of Lincoln, uh, in the Lincoln Pius, Pius community. community. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you, if you go to Pius, odds are, you know, a Burt or an Easley. I mean, they, yeah. they comprise about half the school, I think. Um, and, and Michael Burt's father was a standout Pius athlete. So, um, this one makes sense for Nebraska, but Iowa did offer first. He visited Iowa last weekend. Now Nebraska will get their visit with him this weekend. The question remains, what about Carter Nelson? Like, what what is the big picture scenario here with tight end? Can they kind of make all this work? Iowa knows what's going on. They're going to push for the commit. I'm sure Nebraska would like to kind of wait on a few things. Mm -hmm. um, so this one will be something to watch closely. Well, now, now you're the recruiting expert, so I will defer to you on these sorts of questions. When you raise that as an issue, I don't quite understand it. Like, you can't take two tight ends in a class? Well, they have Ian Flynn already. Can't you take three? Well, and then, what's the cutoff and then i guess that's what's the cutoff shot keelan smith is kind of a tight kind end of a two, tight end four i mean uh, so four's so, a, a lot now keelan smith's an athlete yeah i mean carter nelson's not a true like blocking tight end i i, I do think bird is somebody that will be like six five six five and a half two fifty pretty easily hmm. um but what i like about bird is he was one of the only if not the only three sport varsity athlete at prep last year he played baseball, basketball, football. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's great a great baseball player, too. That's a not an easy thing to do at a school like Creighton Prep. No. Um, back to that tight end discussion. Carter Nelson, would you sell it as Burt's more of a traditional tight end, inline tight end? Carter Nelson, you'll be more of a guy we move around. Split out, yeah. Yeah, we move, we'll move you around. Like Travis Kelsey. I mean, the, the way the Chiefs move him around. I mean, mm -hmm. they they that's how Carter wants to play. He you know, his favorite player to watch problem solved, right? Problem but solved. also you got Georgia, Penn state, you know, a number of other teams after Carter and Nelson. Notre Dame. He's at Penn state this weekend. Notre Dame was last weekend. Georgia's on him hard and they're holding a the spot for him. It's not like Georgia's putting a gun to him. They're saying, we'll, we'll hold a spot for you. Boy, boy. All right. George is saying that. Well, Sean, he's the number one player in the state. He, sh he, he should be hard to get right. Should be hard to get. I I wish this were 1997. It's not, but it's not. And this is the battle. The, the battles of change, Sean. The battles of change. It is. It is really startling to me as someone who's covered this for so long. How much different this recruiting animal feels now. It's harder, right? So you do got to put a little. You got to put a lot of elbow grease into it. They are. The good news is they are. And I'd say, I would say, Sean, come on, can we do this? I would say Frost staff didn't. I mean, I mean, come on, look at look at what we saw. Now, at the beginning of the Frost era, his name and reputation and what they did at UCF, they 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 got every in-state guy, but okay, it kind of turned in the class of 2020. Yes, um, but in the classes of 2018 and 2019, okay. they did really fine. Got got who they wanted. Then, Bar then yeah, Barrett was rolling. Yeah. 
spare room. Then in 2020, Got a little you know, losing Keegan Johnson, I yeah. mean, and just kind of everything that went with that, that, that was kind of where it started, you know, mm -hmm. and led to Devin Jackson going to Oregon and Avante Dickerson going to Oregon. Now, Avante Dickerson's already left Oregon, uh -huh. um, but there's been a few. And Xavier Watts as well went to yes, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, I remember that summer. It was it, it was it it was a little uncomfortable, right? It was a little so, uncomfortable. Other visitors though in town on officials. Jacob Smith's back again. How about that for a third trip? Um, but RPM on on three is ninety three percent to Michigan. His brother um, Gerard Smith is going to Michigan already. So that seems like an uphill battle. But if he if he truly, I mean, he's, if he truly is here and going to be here. on campus, you know that that's big. Yeah, I mean, third I trip. Yeah. Third trip. I just think that if you're a Nebraska coach, you have to keep telling yourself he's he's interested enough to be here for a third time. We got to lock this down. I mean, everything. You, you think do. about how hard. I mean, my, my own family in Omaha hasn't been to Lincoln three times since March. <laughs> he's been to three. I mean, three times since March. I mean, it's he takes a lot of time. He's here. putting some time into it. Um, Evan Taylor out of North Carolina, wide receiver. He'll be here. Um, Braylon Prude expected to be here. We saw him at the satellite satellite camp. Well, Prude's gonna be here. Well, he, he confirmed his official. Now, some of these things could change um, if the visit actually happens or not. Uh, Jake Peters, uh, who was just offered last week from Cedar Falls, Iowa, as an O lineman, he'll be on campus. Another O lineman, Landon Davidson from Broomfield, Colorado, will be on his official. Callan Barda. So the four kids I just mentioned, all of them camped at Nebraska. Or with Nebraska, and then they it led to official visits. So a lot there to kind of study uh, when you look at those official visitors that will be on campus here this weekend. Yep, June, critical, critical month. Then next week will be a bigger. It will be a bigger. Yeah, that's the biggest important. one. Yeah, it'll be fifteen a big, guys: Carter yeah. Nelson, Isaiah McMorris, some pretty big names. Yeah, they're gonna try to put the hammer down. Now this weekend's big enough, but next weekend is the real big one. All right, final headline. Um, let's talk softball again. Okay, because we've seen quite a boom with with uh, Jordy Ball's official transfer now to Nebraska, um, and we called it on Wednesday. It was going to lead to a ticket push, and Nebraska received 800 calls the day Jordan Ball announced their commitment to Nebraska about softball tickets. Um, they put out an email about getting on the softball ticket request list. Uh, there are only about 750 chairback seats over there. Mm -hmm. And then they could hold 2,500 total when you have standing room. Okay. So there's a couple of things that come to mind as we discuss this. First of all, if there's ever an athlete, well, there's others, but this is a pretty good example of an athlete where you say, yeah, name, image, and likeness really makes sense, right? Name, image, and likeness really makes sense for Jordy Ball with all this stuff you're saying and reading, right? Look at, look at, she's selling tickets. What else they gonna they're they're, they're gonna ask jerseys. her jerseys well, that and they're gonna basically ask her to help recruit, okay? So what if she doesn't bring in a few players? Is she gonna get criticized? Well, she you better you better make sure she's getting compensated. I kind of read all this stuff and hope she has a sense of humor. I mean, she's obviously a very accomplished athlete who's very, I mean, confident in herself. But you know, I I I was reading Abby's takes three takes on Jordine Ball committing to Nebraska. And, and one of them was Nebraska is now a national title contender. <laughs> I'm like, she's Jiminy Christmas. Um, if there's a definition <laughs> of name, image, and likeness, that is that. I mean, yeah. That's what her – I mean, her value to this program, 
to the state is is very high. <laughs> it sure is. That's what I mean. I hope she has a sense of humor as she reads all this. Like, wow, um, this is people are counting me, counting on me to perhaps win a national championship, spark a surge in the sport I play. Um, what else? And fill the stands. Yeah, hopefully she's getting compensated very well because that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm not suggesting she can't handle it, but man, it is. That's quite a lot. If she's reading all that, I just picture her reading it all and thinking, wow, uh, I guess this is pretty big. Well, and just her passion to grow the sport of softball, like Abby Barmore talked about. Yeah. Because, um, you know, living in Nebraska, it's volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. And I think she wants to yeah. get more girls going in softball. She will. She, I'm sure she will. I mean, so. this state, it, it's pretty remarkable for the size of our state when you think about it. Best softball pitcher, one of the best volleyball players in the world, come out of Nebraska. I mean, you, you just think about some of these female athletes that have come out of Nebraska in the yeah. recent years. Yeah, she's she's become a legend. I mean, she was 44 and two on the mound the last two years. And this past season, Sean, 2023, she had a 0.90 ERA. She's bona fide star, all American, two time all American. She's, she's the whole thing. So it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to this conversation. That's fascinating. It's fascinating that Rhonda Ravel at age 60 or 61 gets this late career shot, you know, this late career shot in the arm that, it, that she's had a good program. They've made the NCAA tournament, Sean, I think 15 times under Ronda. She's been the coach since 1993. They've made the last two NCAA tournaments. They won three games in the NCAA tournament this year. But this is the kind of player that can put you over, right? No question. I mean, yeah. just um, the pitcher position and, and the transfers that she's going to bring with her. Well, I think so. I think so. Well, I mean, it's pretty well, – I mean, I hate to do that to her. Like, what if she doesn't bring him? Now, now is, is, is she not what you want? I don't – I don't like, I guess what I'm saying, Sean, I don't want to put all this pressure on her that she's going to automatically carry Nebraska to a national championship, that she's going to re, she's going to change the roster. I mean, she can only, Sean, Sean I mean, I don't, I, I guess I'm just trying to take some heat off of her, you know? Like, well, there's already good players that have gone in the portal that she's got ties to. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. So it's going to be fun to watch that come together. And I'm intrigued just to see the crowds, what what kind of crowds they're going to draw. And they'll be gigantic. <clears throat> they'll be gigantic. Well, and, you know, Hawks, uh, the Bowling Stadium over there for softball, they've got to do a few things to actually host um, regionals. You've got to have replay cameras and everything installed in there. They actually don't have that in there. So, you know, Nebraska is going to have to put some money into Bowling Stadium to get it up to par in order to host a regional and a super regional. Yeah. Well, they'll do it. They have, I don't know this, but I don't know if they've ever, I don't know if they've, I don't know if they've hosted over. I'm curious the last time Nebraska's hosted uh, a regional. What I tell you, Sean, don't don't ask ask questions questions on the, I know, I know it's your pet peeve. I don't know. I, I don't know that either. So we should, it's not now me and you haven't specialized in softball coverage. I used to cover Rhonda's teams in the, right at the start of her career here, 93. Um, but I haven't, you know, we're pretty preoccupied over here. Yeah. I'm looking here. I mean, in the early two thousands, um, you know, like 2000, the 2000 team was 52 and 21. And then she went 51 and 15 and 50 and 14. I mean, they, they had some really, really Ronda, good teams Ronda. that era. Yeah. Rhonda. And that was Lori. Lori Sippel has been with her. No relation. Lori Sippel has been with her. Sean, she's been with her from the jump, I believe. They they've been 
they've been a coaching duo for as long as I can remember. In 2013, they had a top 10 season. They finished eighth, okay. and they made a College World Series that year. Okay. They've made three College World Series under Ronda's watch. Three. And I'm going to say 15 NCAA. Terms. 2014, they were in a Super Regional. Okay. But they haven't been ranked at the end of a season since 2014. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. This is their count. They'll count on Jor Jordine Ball, Jordy Ball, to put them over the top. And is it Jordine or Jordan? Well, her real name is Jordan. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, I've never heard people say Jordine. I say it. Okay, but, I'm just trying to yeah. get, get up <laughs> well, to speed here because I've never heard anyone say Jordine. Well, it's spelled J O R D Y N. Yeah, Jordan Ball. Okay, I, I read that as Jordine. We'll tee this one up to your Ramir Johnson <laughs> pronunciation. Ramir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to make really sure you, you for a loop. We're probably going to say Jordy, Jordan Ball's name a few more times. So <laughs> let's get it down. Jordan. <laughs> We need to end this whole Jordine thing <laughs> while we can. All right, on that, on, okay, on that note. It, uh, duly um, noted, Sean. I got to get back out to the duck blind. We got <laughs> yeah, you too. Get your pineapple seltzer or whatever the hell it is. And <laughs> we, go got, to the duck we got camps, but make sure you're on HuskerLine.com. Also looking for a late Father's Day uh, gift. We've got a great promotion right now. Um, you can give the gift of Husker Online six months for $40 or a year for $75, uh, send that special father or person in your life, the gift of HuskerOnline.com right now. Uh, you can find that on our website at HuskerOnline.com. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe to us right here on the YouTube channel. We'll also have the show up on the podcast channel. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan signing off for another edition of Husker Online Headlines.